Kindness Can, the podcast, with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushell. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in your community. I don't know about you, but I am still on a high from winning the Rugby World Cup 2019. <laughs> I can't even go onto Facebook. Those videos, every time it gets me, the tears just roll down my cheeks. What incredible sights and emotions to behold. I think the biggest takeaway that I've taken away from this, obviously the lead up to the win was a very special time mm. because once again, it highlighted the capacity to which we can love and stand united. Absolutely. Stronger together. It's just such a powerful message and such an important message for us as South Africans right now to embrace because... Yeah, we live on the edge, I think, all the time of, of holding on to the hope of what can be and, and sometimes just falling down exhausted and, and going back to that old place of hating and separating and, and acting out of fear, which I just, yeah, such an unnecessary place to go. I think also seeing someone like Prince Harry cruising into the change room. <laughs> lots to talk about there. How those undies? Puff. I love Puff so much. I love the way the Beast asked how the family was and, and, and quite, quite after Archie. That killed me. And then Puff just cruising through like, you know, cash. Yeah, no curtsies in those underpants. Oh, he can curtsy next to me in those underpants any day. I love Puff. Okay, so... Prince Harry said, like, so amazing, something along the lines of that, you know, a country that needed it the most. Yeah. And I really took that away. It's like we really, it was so much more than a rugby match. Yeah. And I'm by no means a rugby expert, but when South Africa was defending their try line, you couldn't help but have the feeling that they were just playing for 55 million people and they were holding that ball back as if it were doing it for this whole country, which they were. And I think that was just such a powerful thing to watch in action for me. I mean, if you read article after article, Rassia Rasmus and Sia Kulisi speak about how in the team they were harboring this mindset of it being so much more than a game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think we felt like that. Hmm. <sighs> Hard to get away from the joy that was that hoist of the cup. Okay, first of all, when they started in, in, engraving South Africa on that cup, <laughs> I literally moved into a different, I was, yeah. I was elated. Yeah. So excited. I was like, well, they're not going to start writing if it's, you know. You can't scratch that stuff <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. We've made a mistake here. We're just going to take that one out. But was left with a bit of a, a flat feeling, not on behalf of us as South Africans, but really quite disappointed to see the reaction of the English. Sure. But I think winning, talking about kindness, you know, you know, I often say it's easy to be kind when you're on the beach. And it's so easy sometimes to win in an emotional space because you're just expressing joy and, and happiness and you can just let it go. There's no holds back on, on that kind of feeling and that kind of expression. But holding that feeling of utter disappointment in the face of, of losing something that you really want as well and that mm. would have meant something to you and your people and your country that's a much harder thing to do. But once again, we have the ability as people, and we have to learn how to do this better, the ability to hold a whole bunch of feelings all at once and make good choices with how we want to act those feelings out. And it's hard not to be critical uh, when you watch someone pulling a medal, a beautiful silver medal, which is a, a victory in itself, 
pulling it off as soon as they get it. That's a hard thing to watch. And I wouldn't want my kids to watch something like that. Well, it takes me back to, I mean, all the memes that were circulating. And one that I saw was that old-fashioned picture shot in black and white of the baby crying. And it had the English emblem. And it said, I don't want to wear my medal. And it reminds me of when kids lose, that's how they behave. Absolutely. And I think what we're starting to talk about here is impulse control. So when we're younger, it's far harder to manage our reactiveness, our impulse just to do something. And that's the nature of childhood because you're quite egocentric. You just want what you want. You pre-program to come in this world and when you want something, you just cry. Uh, And then you get it and that's how you stay alive because it's your only way of staying alive. And then when you're a toddler, you stamp your feet and make fists with your hands because once again, that's the only way that you can survive or communicate because you don't have the full capacity for language or choice. But as we get older, we certainly have a responsibility to be more accountable for the way that we act no matter what our feeling is. And when we encounter some of those hard feelings of anger, disappointment, sadness, frustration, irritation, those are all normal feelings to have in a whole bunch of situations. And the English team had every right in that moment to feel incredibly gutted. Disappointed. Disappointed and sad. I don't think for a second we can take that away from them. But they have to be accountable for the way that they act that feeling out as adults in the world and especially as role models in the world. Well, it it conjures up the picture for me of the parents sitting on the side of the soccer field and getting extremely vocal about play and about calls that refs have made. And there we are, as the people that are meant to be role modeling for our children, also getting caught in that humdrum of, you've got to win. Yeah. You've got to win. And if you don't win, you know, what then? Yeah. So I suppose... As parents and, as, and teaching our children how to do this better, I watched uh, an English fan being interviewed and she kept just saying, it's just a game, which of course, in many ways, it's not. Because if you go back to even how we started this conversation, it was much more than a mm. game because it carries the hopes and dreams of a nation mm. and can change the energy in a nation. So it's, it's not just a game, but at the same time, managing it, even if it's not just a game, managing the fact that this is not do or die. And if I don't make it this time, it doesn't mean that I can't try again uh, or I won't get another chance or the fact that I celebrate a silver medal, which is just as fantastic. So managing that thought process and and keeping it in check, because when we set it up uh, as parents for our kids or as adults for ourselves as do or die stuff, that's when we start responding out of absolute fear. Right. And that's hard then to kind of keep in check. Yeah. So we've got the example of the parent on the side of the field. And then the example that comes up for me is playing a board game with my three children. Now we've got one child who has to be the rule maker. So you can only throw the dice on this. And then when you do that and that, we've got, we've got so many rules before we even begun. I'm exhausted. <laughs> okay, so that's one. Then we've got another child who hates to lose. So might even joke. Yeah. Just to stay ahead, yeah. which I have a problem with as sure. well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then another child who only ogles in my success during the game. Just wants you to win. At, at all hey. costs. I mean, my victory is their victory. Mm. How difficult to try and teach children to be good losers. Yeah. To strike that balance between... Yes. You know, I always say we have to have high expectations for ourselves and we should have high expectations for our children because as soon as we stop 
start dropping those expectations, well, what are we saying then? So we should always be encouraging our children and ourselves to give of our best, to get stuck in like it really matters, because that's a wonderful way to be in the world. But at the same time, when things don't go exactly according to plan, when we get second place or last place for that matter, learning how to manage that within ourselves. And it's striking a balance. So for me, something that I I sometimes do when I'm playing games with kids is you're playing a game of Uno and especially with a young person when they've when they've beaten adults, there's nothing better in the world. Hmm. Um, and they throw their hands in the air and they're fist pumping and they're saying yes. And you give them that, that little split second of absolute release of joy. But then you say stop. And you don't have to do this every time because it might get a bit boring. But, but as, a, as a manufactured moment of learning, stop. What do you think would be a kind thing for you to do for me right now because I feel sad and disappointed that I've lost and you, you watch them stop in their tracks, they think about it, and then they invariably come up with the right answer. So they'll say something like, well played, or give me a handshake, or better luck next time. And then you, you, you say that that's the right way to be in that moment. At the same time, you say to them, well, what would be a kind way of acting out your victory in this moment? So it doesn't become arrogant mm. or mean or saying unkind things. Mm. And you get them to actually play it out in that moment. And I think overarching all of that then is the feeling that it's both wonderful to win, but it's also important to to be a good winner. And then you can flip it on its head when they haven't won and play it out from that perspective. What can I do for you right now because you're feeling sad and down? And what can you do with your sad and down feeling? Mm. So you play it out with them. You manufacture the moment. I mean, we were playing Uno last night and... It's this like everyone vying to win. And I'm like, guys, but it's not about winning. It's about being together. And you can see them look at me as if to say, ah, <laughs> shot for that. But I'm not really interested in plus playing together. Plus four for you. Take four plus two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is really striking a balance. And again, I mean, so much pressure on the parents yeah. to, while playing the game, yes. start managing yeah. people's reactions and impulses so that that learned behavior becomes a healthy one, that it's not win at all costs. Yeah. And it also, there has to be an element of fun in life. So no matter what you're chasing or no matter how much something means to you, there has to be an element of fun on that journey, no matter how serious it is. Some of my favorite sporting moments is when you watch players in the absolute throes of competition and focus and desire to win, where they're able to share a smile with each other or a Mm. joke uh, or share a gesture. And for me, that's a wonderful thing to see in action and it's a wonderful thing to role model to our kids Mm. because let's be honest kids learn from what they see so if we want them to be good winners and we want them to be good in the face of disappointment and loss we need to be sharing these kinds of images with them and so as much as the Springboks right now are basking in the wonderful joy of what it feels to be a winner and have a whole country looking up to you and sharing your stories that comes with responsibility And when the opposite is true, when the chips are down, you have to remember that as well, that there's a whole nation of people looking at me and they're going to base what is okay or not okay on the way that I act in this moment. And and that's things to be conscious of as as parents and as any form of role model. Well, I think it's because, you know, we're all speaking about it because it's not often that you see professional players behaving like you would see a seven-year-old that's just lost a football match. 
You don't expect to see that. Yeah. You expect to see the connected handshakes and look me in the eye. I mean, we had Pat Lambie in here not so long ago, and he was talking about kindness and sport because it, it does go hand in hand. Absolutely. I think that, and maybe I'm being a bit soft on the English team when I say this, but I'm, I'm being empathetic with the, fa- the fact that it must have been an incredibly hard moment. But at the same time, we're all under permanent construction. And when we get it wrong and we make mistakes, it's important to, to learn from those moments. And I hope that some of the criticism that they're receiving at the moment is received by them as a way of kind of, well, I need to do better and that they can learn something from that. And in fact, anyone who observed that moment uh, and is feeling something about that moment, I hope you can step back in your life and think, well, how can I be better in all the situations of my life at managing my impulse control better? So managing the fact that sometimes when I have a hard feeling that I can hold it and I can touch, pause and engage <laughs> uh, hey, no, how's that? Just throwing it so in. That's so good. <laughs> uh, that might be the highlight. So, touch, pause, and before engaging, think about what do I really want to do in that moment? And, and we're all on a journey of getting better at that. So, you know, when you, for you listening out there, you've made lots of mistakes, but learn from that. Turn that regret into some kind of wisdom. Absolutely. May we bask in this forevermore. Hey. May we not just see this as an isolated experience and may the the resonance of what has happened just go through us on and on yeah, and on and on and on. Long last this feeling. Yeah. And I, when I woke up on Monday, I kind of had a slight anxiety about the fact that these moments can sometimes feel like fireworks. You mm. know, they, They're so beautiful mm. and then suddenly they're gone. Mm. But I, I sometimes wish I could take feelings and put them in a bottle. And as South Africans, I just hope that we can take that feeling and put it in a bottle and every now and then just open the lid a little bit mm. uh, and, and get a sense of the fact that we can achieve so many wonderful, great things because we are stronger when we're together. Mm. Absolutely. And we have more in common than we think. Absolutely. If you'd like to connect with Paul and I, info at kindnesscan.co.za or you can go to kindnesscan.co.za. We love to go into different spaces and chat about kindness and schools. Anywhere. Corporate spaces in the community, sports field, we're there. Stop, pause, and engage. <laughs> <laughs> so much love to all of you. Lots uh, of love. Chat soon. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.